Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Can I get a goddamn hell yeah? Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Not much. I did a dumb, though. You did a what? I did a what dumb. Was, what did you do? So I uh, I was on Magic Online doing doing some drafts, <laughs> and I I tried to buy 40, 40 <laughs> tickets. And I, uh, I accidentally bought 40 booster packs instead. <laughs> well, it's a good thing those are, like, perfectly transferable, right? And, like, have equal value once you purchase nope. them? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why it happened, actually. People wondering how, how I could do such a thing is I'm like, oh, I need more packs for a Ravnica draft. So I, like, like you know, buy, like, add, add all to cart and it conveniently fills your mm-hmm. cart. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I buying packs from Wizards? I can buy them cheaper on the market. I'll just buy tickets. Yeah. So I deleted what I thought was the packs and typed in 40 and what I thought was the tickets, but I deleted the wrong item <laughs> and then just hit submit. So like the total never occurred to you that the total was like four times what it should no, be? No. So I spent like $160 on fucking booster packs. So I emailed Wizards. Hopefully that gets sorted uh, out. If yeah. not, looks like I'm doing a fuck ton of Ravnica Good, good luck, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> just open them all up on stream. It's, it's a great idea. Yeah, great idea. Just blow $160. <laughs> um, this is the last... Well, I guess tonight we'll be pulling our last winner for our children's um, organ transplant drive for Wesley, right? Hell yeah. We got an awesome scrubland. Uh, what was the final count? I got it right here. An even 300, Pat. Exactly. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, all together um, we hit... Uh, we had, uh, like 20, 21, 22 was, I think our final mm-hmm. total. And I said, fuck that, Pat. We're going to round that up to, uh, the next, uh, hundred. Nice. So 2,200, we're going to get donated. Plus, um, also a bunch of people donated directly, like, especially, um, you know, Tom and yep. Frankie, um, between them, they donated several hundred dollars, nice. but just between the two of them. So big thanks to the, to them, especially, um, but with all the other people, I think we, I think we pretty much cracked three grand. That's, all in that all. is awesome. I cannot thank you guys uh, enough for just like we've been doing this for a few months now, and it's been really, it's been very successful in my eyes. Um, we've had some amazing raffle prizes that we never even asked for. People just came up with to us with like reserveless dual <laughs> yeah. lands, and we're like, hey, raffle this off, and it's um, it's amazing what people in this community will do for for those in need. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of Jerry's heart. Uh, we really thank you. Uh, thank you so much for doing this with us. We have a really cool um, charity drive in the works for Christmas now. That's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a collab between us and the Dead Format, which is our friends uh, Tom Smiley and uh, Ian McCune, um, who host another Legacy podcast. It's absolutely fantastic. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That'll be really fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure you know we thank you, of course. And I'm sure Rich and his son, Wesley, uh, thank you guys as well. What an amazing job you guys have done. And really just like brings a huge smile to my face. So so thank you so much for the support. Um, getting just over three grand for this great cause is, is just phenomenal. So 
it warms my cold dead heart <laughs> um awesome so uh and one more let's see there's let's we have one more thing we want to talk about um we had a friend uh, one of our listeners contact us uh nathan um there is a, a tournament a charity tournament going on in november jared you want to talk about gaming for gains Yes, yeah. Uh, gaming for Gains down in Most Excellent Gaming in Infield, uh, Connecticut. Uh, unfortunately, also on November 17th, same day as uh, the Leaving right, Legacy Open. Right. So uh, if you can't make our event, but you're in Connecticut, definitely hit up Gaming for Games. They're doing a Legacy Tournament. Uh, entry is uh, 20 non-perishable food items. Yeah, which is awesome. And so you bring like a bunch of, I don't know, mac and cheese or, or canned food, whatever you can bring. Um, yeah. which is which is cool. They did. They've done this a couple times. I've seen the the postings not, on Facebook, and it looks. Do not bring twenty cans of string beans, people. We need no. no those are non edibles. <laughs> you can't eat those. No <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So they are uh, playing. They got some cool prizes. Like it's not like Metal Worker and uh, I think uh, Liliana. So they got some cool prizes for top eight. Uh, but yeah, if uh, if you are in the area, definitely uh, check that out. Uh, play in some magic for a good. Yeah, cause. awesome. If you can't make our tournament, go to them. And if you, if you want to make our tournament and you you can't make theirs, um, like send them some food. Or, or give it to us. I'm yeah. sure we can get it over to Enfield. That's not very far. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. Cool. Yeah. If you guys want to bring food to the the, the Legacy Open at uh, Etsy, we can. Uh, I can make sure that that food gets to uh, gets to Enfield uh, into the right hands and get those out, out to people who need it for the holidays. Hell yeah! Awesome. All right. Well, we have a, a returning guest on the cast this week, Jerry. Oh yeah, like uh, BBD or uh, or Bob Huang or uh, who are some other? You know, uh, cool, this is cool a man better known for his uh, for his style than some of our other uh, some of our other uh, uh, guests. Uh, uh, known oh, yeah. known for wearing trendy shirts and uh, bad hats from from bad baseball teams. Oh wow, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel this week. <laughs> Is it the news week that slow this week? Uh, no, we want to, of course, thank uh, and welcome on Bryant Cook uh, for coming on again and welcoming us on to his podcast, of course. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, we realized we, we come fi- back and this is how we treat it. <laughs> We realized when we finished recording last week that we forgot to do the entire reason why we asked yeah, Brian yeah, we, on the cast. We like literally hit stop, and then Brian goes, "Oh, hey guys, we never did any of the questions that we posted up for on Facebook and Discord." And we were like, "Oh, well, you want to do this again next week? We'll just run it back." <laughs> Andrew, we told it is a slow ass time in legacy news. True. <laughs> so uh, before we jump into questions and stuff. Uh, Huge, huge, huge props. I know the Legacy Challenge re- uh, results haven't been posted online anywhere yet. Screw you, Wizards. But Orem67, back-to-back weeks, won damn. the challenge. Oh, it's damn. pretty remarkable. Uh, dredge, uh, correct? Yeah, he's the Dredge dang. Master. Dredge making waves. Uh, uh, so in the Storm groups, people have been talking about how Dredge is really well-positioned, and because it's another Lion's Eye Diamond combo deck... Some of the more well-known Storm players have switched over, so you might have saw that Caleb Schur also top eight of the challenge. He was playing Dredge. He wasn't playing Storm. Man, so, so Dredge is a better deck than Storm. It's confirmed, is what you're saying. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I think part of the thing is that people aren't playing dedicated graveyard hate. They're yeah. hoping to get by on two, maybe three surgicals. Mm-hmm. No one's playing spell bombs or rest in peace or anything like that. I've been seeing Dredge all over the place online, too. I played against it like... I did a league, and I played against Dredge twice, and then I did another league, played against it again, and then I did like a single match, and uh, there was Dredge in the single match like if you do the uh the, like the 20 play point like heads up games like nine times out of ten it feels 
like you're doing dredge because it's just someone looking to like cheese people without graveyard hate. <laughs> so uh, can I ask you a question, Jerry? Sure. Why the hell are you playing in two-man queues? Uh, because sometimes I just want... Uh, well, the reason why I did that one is because I was waiting for Wizards to figure out my account <laughs> status with buying <laughs> 40 booster packs, and I didn't want to like do anything else using uh, tickets or booster packs that might like screw up my chances. I'm like, uh, I have like 53 play points. I guess I'll do some heads-up queues. <laughs> the only time that I've ever done them is when I'm on a losing streak and I get down and I'm below the 120. I'm at like 110. I'm like, all right, we just need to win one and then I can play a league. I, I like them to test out wacky ideas where I'm like, uh, let's see if this works, but I don't really want to play a full league with it. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why I was buying tickets is because I've been lighting them on fire, testing the, uh, the stifle, not list. There is definitely, there is definitely, uh, something there. It's just, it is going to take some refining to get hey, can there. We talk about something real quick that was suggested in the uh, discord chat. <clears throat> oh yeah i saw that i thought from that was dark chrysalis <clears throat> excuse me yeah in the stifle knot list considering eldrazi mimic which seems like yeah. having a mimic on the board and then say unearthing your stifle knot or just straight up casting your stifle knot and being able to sack the mimic seems good for uh, is that what i said no what I said? <laughs> but it's what you no. should have said for yeah. Dreadnought. It, it, being able yeah, to unearth it, phyrexian dreadnought um or uh just straight up playing phyrexian dreadnought seems pretty good uh, because you'll be able to, I mean, you can just sacrifice the Dreadnought and attack with a 13-13 Mimic, or you can sack the Mimic, depending on, you know, even if it's like post-combat, right? That's well, the way you can do is if you have the Mimic doesn't have Summoning Sickness and you played it last turn, you can cast the Dreadnought uh, and then swing in immediately with yeah, the yeah, Mimic yeah. if they don't have any defenses yeah, and let the Dreadnought die. Or if they do have defenses or you just want to keep it around, you can stack the triggers so that the Mimic becomes a 12-12 and then you sack the Mimic to Dreadnought and get the Dreadnought to stick right, around. Right, right, exactly. Seems good. Um, yeah. So, Jerry, can I ask you a question about your deck? Sure. Why is this more competitive than literally anything else in the format? Uh, it's not, but is it more fun? Hell yes. Hell yes, it is. All right. Sneaking show players. <laughs> Brian, I thought we established last episode that I like dragons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that Photoshop was so much, good. Look how much fucking fun that I That Photoshop was so good, by the way, that I want to make it make a play mat out of it because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I stole the image from Google, so as long as you don't mind being sued... They can't sue me for money I don't have. (laughs) No, they can. That's not how the legal system works. (laughs) Go ahead. Take all my zero. What am I going to become an indentured servant? (laughs) Yes, that is the American legal system. (laughs) We'll find out that Pat spends $600 on uh, revised starters. Take half of it. (laughs) Yeah. You can have half this demonic tutor. I just say that's a business Six. investment, and uh, I just I just write it off as cost to our... Yeah, to our... just like screaming that at the top of your lungs at any government official you see does not count as a tax I thought that's how you declared bankruptcy. You. you just stand up in the middle of your office and yell, I declare bankruptcy. Isn't that how that works? The Michael yeah, Scott. that's how that works. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like when you're driving down the highway and you uh you go through those uh auto pay toll booths and you just scream fast pass out the window <laughs> fast pass you just throw change out your window onto the road <laughs> is that what they're called up in boston uh, fast, fast lane. pass yeah fast lane yeah. okay i think uh easy pass or easy pass in other places i don't know yeah in new york yeah, i think it might be pass. easy pass in, in uh in mass too they work all over the place for what it's worth 
it doesn't matter what you scream it'll just it'll work <laughs> well now now in massachusetts like there's no actual tow booths on the mass pike anymore yeah there's just the they're they the overhead ones so you just you just drive yeah so I, i've always like feared that those are actual speeding traps so i always slow down when i go underneath them because i'm afraid that like a cop will be up ahead like checking to see if they're tracking for radar i've never them. seen that i mean i drive the mass pike every day and i've never seen that happen for what it's worth yeah so i generally go about 80 and then when i go oh, underneath them yeah. i slow down See, to like i go to like i go like 70 i probably average like 70 75 on the highway i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty like uh conservative your father you're yeah, exa- yeah exactly so. exactly um i don't i don't have a speedometer i just estimate my speed <laughs> jerry throw a change out the window to estimate his speed <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's that old person on the highway going like 65 you're like this fucking guy uh my driving is is very much relative <laughs> depending on the drivers around me i do i should i do have a speedometer i just don't pay attention to it <laughs> um all right well we have uh let's see we have questions on discord uh we're gonna talk about the e the eternal weekend 20k uh we're gonna talk about the legacy yeah. challenge uh so first let's let's go over some of these discord questions Jerry. we got some really good ones for uh for brian hell yeah let's start it up um all right let's see where's the first one i gotta scroll up here a little bit okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna ask this from rich because i like rich moth memes love him or hate him okay hate him what? Where Wait, do moth memes come from, anyways? I, I don't understand. I, I think they're just like an obvious joke meme that aren't super yeah, funny. So, okay. like, we get it, moth like light, but the internet's full of dumb people. <laughs> it's mostly dumb they people. They like to repeat the same joke so, over and over. Man, is, it, is, this like a, is this like a meta meme where it's like dumb people are attracted to dumb jokes? Like, moths I, I feel, are attracted like, I feel to like you're light. giving people too much credit for something like that. Is, That's this, too clever. is this a commentary on That's life? Too, is this life, Pat? That's too clever for, uh, for most people. I don't think. I also don't like those memes. Is oh, this whatever? Yeah, I don't even know what that, that is from. I, I've. Honestly, most me- like unless it's like a picture of so uh, unless it's like easily recognizable for me, I just scroll past. I don't care. <laughs> Pat just likes Connect Four memes. I don't even what I mean. I, yeah, whatever Connect Four. I don't know. I don't understand what you mean by that, but sure, sure. All right, moving yeah. on. Um, uh, so Rich also asks, "You're allowed." This is actually a cool one. You're allowed to wipe a single magic card out of existence in history. Which one is it? Counterbalance. Ooh. Ooh. So my, right. my I issue with I Counterbalance that. is that it's a one-sided Chalice of the Void, mm-hmm. and people already talk about Chalice of the Void being possibly ban-worthy. Not that I think it should be, but it leads to un- uninteractive games. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at a card like uh, Counterbalance, it leads to an uninteractive game for one side of the table. Yeah. So while I appreciate them getting rid of Sensei's Divining Top, Counterbalance is still pretty miserable, and... It just leads to not fun games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I kind of echo that whole thing there, to be honest. I can totally see that, and I can also see why you would want it being a Storm player. How many games have you lost to, to counterbalance? I actually love the matchups. Like, uh, So the difference between Miracles and Stoneblade is that Stoneblade doesn't have counterbalance. And when you play those long, like 20-turn long games against Stoneblade, where it's like a massive battle back and forth, and if you win, it feels super rewarding. But against Miracles, like you just get locked out of the game on turn five when they eventually find one of their two counterbalance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I, I really enjoy the Stoneblade matchup, and it, I, I've never really kind of put my finger on it like that, but it's true. Like, Stoneblade just feels much more rewarding to play against and play with compared to just like counterbalance locking your opponent and grinding them into the dust. Yeah. Hmm. Counterbalance sucks. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Um, all right. And one last one from Rich. 
Uh, you're trapped on a desert island together with Jerry. Which part of him do you eat first? Thigh. <laughs> Ooh, thighs. That's see, that's aggressive because like your femoral artery's in there. I think I think what I'm doing is I'm starting with his toes and fingers because you, no, you can keep disgusting. you can keep him well you can you can make him into like there like chicken wings and then you can keep him alive longer because wow. so you have no way to refrigerate your meat. So if you're able to keep him alive longer, like the longer you keep him alive, I mean, it's all going to go bad pretty quickly. If Pat, I am island. worried how much thought you have put into this. <laughs> I mean, but, like it's all going to go bad like very quickly. Like it's hot, that meat's not going to last. You might as well eat the best meat first. That's true. I mean, I guess that's true. But if you're able to keep him alive, are you bringing fucking salt shakers with you, Pat? I mean, well, no. But like, if you get some seawater, you can like pull it out of the water and leave it, let it dry in the sun. You can get some yeah, sea salt eat, that what, way. Sh- sh- tiny sharks eat fucking Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I, I actually might like that. I feel like. You, you just start from the extremities and work your way up and you try to like cauterize the wounds as best you can guys i am here you were on a desert island with jerry and you're stranded i'd probably just like try to swim away <laughs> good i'll have my own private <laughs> desert island you and wilson hunter together at last yeah isn't that yeah. isn't that like the goal of every investment banker jerry is that you have your own desert island to yourself yeah i mean ideally it's not a desert island but yeah. <laughs> um all right uh sugar time asks uh, i know dredge has been a meme on the show i don't think it's been a meme unless he's talking about unless he's talking about mandalus dredge um but is it actually a viable deck in the current format we i should I say mean, this we one talked about last. a little bit we we're just talking <laughs> yeah, about it we've talked about it a little bit but i think it's like super well positioned right now because no one's playing traditional graveyard hate everyone's trying to get by on surgicals right yeah. yeah, I think, and I, yeah, and I think, like, just speaking to the fact that it's a meme, I, I always, like, I really dislike Manalus Dredge, but I feel like, I feel like regular old LED Dredge is is a very good deck, and it, it it's like, it's like any other combo deck, right? It has its ebbs and flows when it's good in the meta and when it's not, and sometimes you'll show up with it, and you'll be facing, uh, you know, rest in pieces all day, and sometimes you're going to have it, and like you said, you're only going to be seeing surgicals all day long, and uh, those are the times where you can spike a tournament, right? Yeah. yeah, so I think in general, and this goes up for a lot of legacy players, but there's people that show up to tournaments and they expect to face decks X, Y, and Z. And Dredge is a deck, let's call it a G. You show up with G, a strategy that mm-hmm. they didn't plan on facing, and they get super butthurt after losing to it when they weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. But that's like one of the nice things about legacy is that there's so many decks you can't prepare for everything. And if you're playing a type of magic that they don't want to play, they get very upset. Well, tough shit. You're an adult. Get over it. <laughs> but like, this is a viable choice that someone made, and you need to acknowledge it and just move on and try to win your next round. Right? Yeah. It's it's. it's I mean, that's kind of the best part about the format, right? Is that you only get 15 cards a sideboard, so you can't be ready for everything. Um, that like, if if you were ready for everything, then the traditional like rocks, paper, scissors of magic wouldn't apply, and that's not very fun. Yeah, because because uh, certainly some colors would have more answers than others, and then we'd pay. Be- I mean. That's what it kind of felt like in the Deathrite Shaman uh, meta is that these decks could be ready for everything and it just wasn't. Yeah, that's that's exactly. That's what I was actually going to just mention that because you know with four color decks, like you're getting access to all the best sideboard cards, right? At least like with a three color deck, you're you have a few less yeah, options not, there. It's just not. It's not even that simple. It's just like the way things fell into place and the selection. Well, they had the mana advantage, and... which allowed them to find everything a lot quicker, mm, and they could play right. double black cards in their four color decks on top of playing like blue 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 red like mm-hmm. all these other splits yeah yeah so but yeah I, I i definitely agree with you pat that yeah being like not being prepared for everything is what is gives legacy a bit of mm-hmm. its spice Yeah, absolutely and sometimes you're gonna lose to that right and like you have to just make your piece of that same reason why like sometimes you're gonna get 
you know, you're going to get your dick pushed in in vintage on turn one, and that's just how it's going to be. And if you can't make your piece of that, then maybe it's not the format for you, right? Yeah. There are some times where I'm playing in leagues online. I got paired against, like, a Bug Leovold the, uh, deck the other day. Mm-hmm. They had main deck counterbalance, and I'm like, that's a little strange, but whatever. So you go to post board, the guy goes turn one, thought sees you, and I'm like, okay. And then he goes turn two, no rod you. And I'm like, man, this guy did not want to lose against Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bug deck with counterbalance, huh? Interesting. Yeah, hmm. and old rod. Uh, okay. Hmm. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Those were the choices people made. Yeah, I guess that is what it is. Um, Verboten Water Four asks, "Is Dead Guy Ale still relevant?" And then, when asked to define relevant, he said, "Is it still good?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, no I don't think it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was ever. So my problem is with Dead Guy Ale, especially now, is. Why do you even need white in that type of deck? Like, what does white bring to Dead Guy Ale? And it's like, what, Stoneforge Mystic and Swords to Plowshares? I mean, you have Fatal Push now, so you have the one-mana removal spell, so you don't have to lean as heavily on Swords to Plowshares. And we've talked about it several times in the cast. Like, Stoneforge Mystic just doesn't really feel that good anymore. Yeah, well, I think the relevance of Kalgan's Command in the format has made Stoneforge, mm -hmm. like, really questionable. When I look at yep. Death and Taxes lists that I like, they're usually playing very few Stone Forges or none at mm-hmm. all. Right. So, I mean, I just don't see the point of Dead Guy Ale compared to doing something like Pox or uh, like Black Green. Uh, it's just, you know, pairing black and white, you don't really get anything out of it compared to other color combinations in the format. Mm. It's not like there's some like bomb white black card. It's not like Vindicate <laughs> is still relevant. <laughs> I mean, Vindicates um, these plays a one of in four color loam decks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's gonna that's gonna change once uh, Assassin's Trophy starts being you know seen in results. Probably Assassin's Trophy can still be cast and it's one cheaper. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that's not to say. I mean, I would say in order for Dead Guy Ale to become relevant, uh, Wizards would have to pr- print some like busted black white card that's you know of the quality of something like abrupt decay or assassin's creed but you know in does general i don't think it's just dead guy i think it's pox type strategies or suicide type strategies you're just putting mm-hmm. yourself at a disadvantage when you register the tournament and i don't say that to be mean but like what is your deck good against and do those decks even exist like i'm not saying this to be mean but you have to ask yourself those questions when you enter an event like i'm a very competitive person Mm -hmm. as we talked about on the last cast and i can't think of a single deck where i sign up with pox and i'm like all right i'm looking to face this deck right yeah it it feels like it's an answer to a question that doesn't need answering And uh, just on a side note, Jerry, uh, you mentioned the card as being Assassin's Creed. Pretty sure that's a video <laughs> game. <laughs> I think you meant Assassin's nope, Trophy. Nope, that's... He's a really big yeah. Creed fan. Ass Trophy. <laughs> he just wants you to take him higher. <laughs> Will you take me higher? Nice. Gotta love that throat singing. Um, we'll have uh, chin- Jerry play chinning. that out this week. <laughs> Um, all right, another question uh, from Sugar Time. Uh, sh- what deck should I play at SCG Las Vegas? Uh, he has access to Infect, Dredge, or Sneak and Show, and he's going to disregard any <laughs> Sneak and Show answer from Jerry. And he he, he wow. specifies that it's LED Dredge, so he has he has options I w- for uh, three like pretty strong decks. I think Infect maybe the lesser of the three. But what do you guys think? 
So I actually wouldn't recommend sneaking. Yeah, sneaking right is terrible. Yeah. Out there. As I said, it's not, uh, very, it's not good in this meta when the format rotated. Uh, it's just like not a great. I mean, deck. it was the best. Oh, you hold up. Well, you hold up. Hey, it was this is the my best question. Right at Calm the down, Jerry. So, uh, <laughs> with the Grixis control deck coming back, and it's very, very popular. Like if you look at Star City events, all of the grinders heavily prefer Grixis control, and Sneak and Show is a dog in those matchups. Mm-hmm. So, out yeah, of the three 100%. decks, I think it is the worst of the three. With Infect yeah. being the next deck, where Infect is essentially you're playing a version of Delver that's a tempo strategy with a somewhat combo kill. Uh, I think Infect as a deck has the flaw of not being, it has like a false identity almost. Like it's not really good at being a tempo deck and it's also not really good at being a combo deck. Like your best matchups are matchups where like your opponent doesn't interact with you a whole lot and you might as well just be playing a full combo deck at that point so i think if i was like you should just choose combo or choose tempo in my opinion uh so like that unless you're playing stifle not stifle not as both that's okay people don't listen to brian for stifle like if you want to be playing a tempo deck i think like shadow is just like the best deck for that and if you want to be playing a deck that runs berserk splash green play assassin's trophy run a couple copies of berserk and trample over fools Oh man, that actually sounds super spicy. I kind of want to do Death Shadow Berserk now. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so that leaves Dredge. Uh, I mean, I played it in the finals of LPL. Shoutouts to Julian and Mike. Uh, Dredge is fine. I think it's like high tier two. Mm-hmm. And still, like with the power to spike a tournament, if you if you hit the right sideboard like configurations. Yeah, so I think the downside of Dredge, and I know a bunch of people switching over to, uh, to it for Eternal Weekend, is it's on people's radars now. Like Dredge mm-hmm. is a deck that's best when it's not on the radar, but it just put two into the top eight of the challenge. It, to- it won the challenge the week before, so I think we're going to start seeing some rest in pieces, some Leyline of the Voids, like that sort of thing. Okay. Graph Digger's Cages. Yeah. Yes, Jerry, that's also a sideboard card against Graveyard Strategies. So, Jerry, did you have any other <laughs> shitty opinions on Sneak and Show? Wow. Wow. No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I will say I have put Sneak and Show on the shelf. Um, it was promising when I forget what it was, but there was like some SCG where Agro Loam put like two copies in the top eight. That's the type of meta Sneak and Show would love to see. But um, yeah, I'm waiting for the, the meta wins to shift a little bit. So that was the I same SCG that there was like up. three Grixes control on the top eight too. Just saying. Yeah. It was Baltimore. Uh, I will actually say, so Grixis control isn't as bad as Grixis Delver. Grixis Delver is a much worse uh, matchup for Sneak and Show. So, just because Grixis, Grixis Delver can put that clock on you. Uh Many people know this. I keep a spreadsheet of all the matches that I play. Paper, online, everything. It all goes into one spreadsheet. I record all the names, all the matchups, everything that happens, etc. So one thing I've noticed is that pre-banning, my matchup against Grixis Delver was like barely above 50%. Like I was like 54%. Uh, Since the banning, I'm at 78% against Grixis Delver. Like It shows you how much that deck is lost. It has, but just for that specific matchup, I'm much more relieved to see Grixis Control than Grixis Delver, because with Grixis Control, I know I'll have time, where it's like, Sneak and Show isn't like Storm, where you need to assemble this combo, like, Sneak and Show can really just play off the top of its Mm -hmm. library, it's like, 
get a, get a sneak attack, put it in play. They don't have any way to answer enchantments, and then you just you know rip it uh, Emrakul off the top. Yeah, I'm just trying to emphasize how I, much I, weaker Grixis yes, Delver's got. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, Grixis Delver did definitely take the biggest hit out of the bunch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I in general, I just don't think Sneak and Show is is well positioned in this meta. It was great right after the ban when people are still trying to figure things out, and Sneak and Show is just running running house over one. Uh, everyone but uh at this point i think it's uh the meta has figured itself out and sneak and show doesn't have the same opportunities it did and now it needs to kind of sit on its heels and wait for its uh time to come again because it will come again mm. hear me yeah no it won't. but uh yes. right after the banning i think what you talked about so like a scrub like me won a star, uh, star city and that has to do with post banning people are so excited to try out their combo decks that they think have been uh, not even combo decks, but decks in general that have been repressed by something. But the fact of the matter is the deck was never good to begin with. So they're out there playing decks like Stoneblade uh, with like five different colors and like all these other strategies that aren't actually viable. So a linear combo deck like Storm or Sneak and Show is a lot better because it has a clearly defined plan and it's already good at doing it where people are just like floundering around, not really sure what their object or goal is. Yeah. Uh, I agree, and that's, I mean, those are the metas that Sneak and Show thrives in, because Sneak and Show knows what it wants to do, and it does it well. Do we have other questions, Pat? I was actually just looking at this Grixis control list. I was looking to see if I could find the uh, results from the challenge from this last week, but they were... Uh, they have not been posted yet, but we did get a report on it from Eyes on the Ground. Uh, apparently it was kind of disappointing, um... Eternal Weekend had what is apparently supposed to be a 20k uh, $50 entry fee, and I guess only 100 people showed up, and Vintage fair failed to uh, fire. I guess it was a 20k weekend between the Vintage, Popper, Standard, oh, okay. and Legacy. Um, but yeah, apparently really disappointing turnouts. We've been seeing uh, pretty low turnouts at events kind of all over. Um, this seems to be kind of just a continuation uh, of the trend. People seem to kind of be burnt out a bit. Um, what, what do you guys well, think? I'm about surprised this? that Vintage failed to fire because it seems like Vintage is a is a format where you have your diehards and they're going to go to that event. Well, where was this event? I'd never heard of it. It was the Eternal Weekend Trial. So it was a trial for. Um, yeah, but like, where was it? Oh, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, only a hundred people. So they also something to note was it wasn't cash they were giving out. Um, they were giving out cards. So f- well, that's what Eternal Weekend is in general, right? Even the main event is all credit, which sucks. Yeah, which sucks. But these weren't even credit; these were actual cards. So first was an ancestral recall. Second was a mock sapphire. Paid out to top thirty-two and a hundred people registered. So if you were there, that is some high fucking EV event. Um, but seventeenth yeah. through uh, twenty was Force of Will. Twenty-one through twenty-four was Horizon Canopies. Twenty-five through twenty-eighth was Chalice of the Void. Twenty-ninth through thirty-second is Ensnaring Bridge. Oh, I missed ninth through twelfth. Got City of Traders. Thirteenth through sixteenth one Jace the Mind Sculptors. I mean. So I'm going to trash on this event for a second. You want people to show up to your events, give out cash. No one wants store credit. No one wants mm. cards they already own. Unless it's like, I don't want Jace, the mind sculptors or whiteboard or dual lands. I realize that I'm not the majority here, but like, I'm not going to travel for that. Like if you want to get more people to travel, 
cold hard cash. Yeah, it it needs to either be cash or dual lands because it's I mean liquid to the point where it's like cash. But like giving out, especially like this many, this variety, like you're trying to like game the your like final round so you fall in the right location to get like what if I really want a chalice of the void but I end up getting an ensnaring bridge <laughs> like even like I'm not happy even if I like placed because it just it just makes this huge headache I mean, afterwards. I'd also be upset getting either <laughs> of those cards. Yeah, that too. But I mean, it's just like dual lands. I think are the exception, and you know, obviously power. Um, I don't think anyone's going to complain about getting like an ancestral recall. But yeah, but here's the thing about dual lands, like the so like winning them from stores with like store credit. So eBay says it's one price, which is always lower. TCG says it's another price, and SCG has it at like an additional 20% higher than everywhere else. So like you go to sell this and people only ever want to give you mm-hmm. eBay low or like TCG low where like it's super low to the point where like you paid star city in credit or whatever in credit that's considerably higher. Let's say it's a $300 dual land and you end up getting like 180 for it, 170. Like just the margins on dual lands are so wide where I feel like dual lands are actually like a really shitty thing to pick I mean, up it depends on how quickly. I mean, with that, I actually really like dual lands returns because it's cheaper for the for the tournament, so it can enable the tournament to offer what appears to be a larger prize pool that will incentivize more players because there are lots of players that don't have, you know, their dual lands and they go to these, you know, hoping to get them. I know lots of players who they have their one legacy deck, they would like to make another legacy deck, but they need to get some more dual lands for that. And that's fine. I'm just only talking about like flipping dual. Lands. Yeah, and I mean, obviously yes cash is going to be better than someone a player who already has everything um but i think i think dual lands are a good incentive for tos in order to bring players in i think you know we, their polls go up from tos all the time it's like hey i'm having this tournament should i do cash or dual or dual lands and dual lands still win out in the polls even though it's equal value like it's just this it feels like you're actually playing for something whereas with cash it's like yes you're you're doing this tournament you're placing and you're getting paid but like it almost feels like a dual land is part almost like the trophy effect yeah. Okay. But I mean I think getting so, out chases uh, and chalices and searing bridges are, are garbage. <laughs> like <laughs> that that feels real real shitty. So while we're on the topic of Eternal Weekend, uh it was my last year was my first time ever going to Eternal Weekend. I'm probably never going back. It was probably the worst Dang, event I've really? ever been to. Yeah. Same. Uh, people uh, keep so asking me, the, I'm like, nope. <laughs> in between every single round, like there was eleven rounds, I'd say like the shortest round time difference was over 30 minutes and the average round was like 40 to 45. There was no water on site that was free. So if you were thirsty, you had to like walk to a convenience store or some sort of like subway or something that was nearby in order to get beverages. And, uh, the site wasn't great. Like in general, then on top of that, like all the prizes are star credit. And I don't just mean to shit on card Titan, but like it was a miserable experience to the point where I'm just never going back. Yeah. Which is sad because this is the wizard sponsored like eternal uh, event. Like this, I'm sure is what wizards looks to when it tries to get a gauge of how the health of the eternal formats is. And when they see low numbers, it just it does not look good for the format as a whole, which just sucks. Yeah. So I do have some advice for people going. Uh, there's a restaurant called Meat and Potatoes that is phenomenal. It's a vegan restaurant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very very vegan. <laughs> Uh, highly recommend you can get a T-bone steak for two that you can probably eat on your own if you really want to for 70 bucks. And, uh, they also have very good muscles and stuff like that. Craft beers, highly recommend. So if you survive the venue, go to meat and potatoes. It's great. 
Any any other advice for Eternal Weekend, or is it just meat and potatoes? If you're in Pittsburgh, go to meat and potatoes. Uh, my other advice is don't go, <laughs> but some people have already booked their plane yeah, tickets. I felt bad. A bunch of people were asking me. It's like, hey, where I'm going? Are you gonna Are we gonna see you there? And I'm just like, uh, no, sorry. Yeah. Instead, uh, there's this like podcast thing that's holding an event in November. Yeah, you should everyone. go to that. Fly to that. <laughs> Oh man, now it's gonna seem like we're just like undercutting other events to boost our own because we're fucking petty. Why to meet and, Jerry? And me. while I am that petty, I'm not petty in that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh we got some sweet stuff in, Pat, that I actually I planned out perfectly because they're gonna arrive at everyone's doorsteps who order them the day before the legacy tournament. Really? Oh, I didn't I yeah. didn't know it was gonna line up like that. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to get it approved so quickly. But uh yeah, I got the results and it's uh the arrival date is November sixteenth. So Perfect. everyone will have their hoodies for the event. Sick, yeah, we uh, got the, yeah. the LAL hoodies coming out, right? Hell yeah, we have Leaving a Legacy zip-up hoodies. Um, they're out now on Custom Ink. Uh, there is going to be the link in the show notes and also on the Facebook page. But yeah, if uh, people have been asking us when we we're going to do the next round of Leaving Legacy merch, here it is, people. We finally got it uh, worked out um, last day to order so it can be shipped out on by November 16th and arrive. It is October 31st. So you have to get your order in before uh, October 31st, and that's when the uh, the hoodies are going away. It is a limited time. Sweet. I just took a look at them. They're very nice. Thank nice you. Done, Thank guys. you. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me for those uh, wondering uh, the little saying in Latin. Uh, special thanks to our friends Brian Tibbetts and Brendan Muse with the help on the translation. The little Latin saying on the uh, hoodie is "Septum da carpe septum," which uh, is Latin for "Pay seven, draw seven, Pat." Of course it is. Why? Why would it be anything else? <laughs> so you have a little uh, private inside joke with the hoodies as well. Down vote. <laughs> Too bad I already upvoted it a thousand times with my sock puppet accounts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you wanted to get some legacy merch, now's the chance. Get in on that. Plus, uh, it's 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 fall. It's going to be winter soon. You know, stay warm. They're, they're nice and comfy. <laughs> cool. Sweet, uh, sweet. What else do we have on the docket tonight? Uh, the legacy challenge? Yeah. Oh, I think we already talked about that. How Orem's been crushing, right? Yeah, was there? I, they haven't had the actual like results posted though from the, the latest one, correct? No. So Wizards is just like incredibly inconsistent, and some days it's up at like nine in the morning, and then today, ten at night, still not posted. I, I guarantee you, it's just one dude who doesn't when he has time. <laughs> like <laughs> he probably like uh, he had a vacation day today, or like he just had a bunch of meetings. And he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm tired. Like get- Pat, you're a sports fan, right? I am a sports fan. So uh, currently, the Astros and uh, the Red Sox are one and one. What does this have to do with do the Legacy think Challenge? That- <laughs> <laughs> We're past that now. Oh, okay. Do you think that the Red Sox will come back to defeat the Astros? So I will say I shouldn't have said that I'm a sports fan. I'm a football fan. I don't care too much about baseball. Uh, but I will say that the Boston Red Sox are the greatest uh, baseball team ever to be assembled and that they will of course be victorious on their way to win the world series 
I think that the American League, I'm a National League guy, but I think the American League teams are just so much better this year. That said, I think the Astros are a better team hmm. than Boston. Pat okay. sounded, did anyone else think that Pat sounded like he was reading that off of like a placard that <laughs> a, like, he had been taken hostage and they had a gun to his head off camera and he was just like, read the lines. <laughs> I watched uh, the Patriots versus oh, Chiefs game. Oh, that was game. a great game last night. It was, Ooh. but I needed Tom Brady to connect to Gronk for a TD in the last two minutes, and it did not happen, so I'm going to lose fantasy football Oof, this week. I apologize, uh, but they did make it happen. The game was fantastic. Um, I was actually kind of uh, talking with our friend Curtis on uh, Twitter a little bit. He is a Kansas City fan, of course. Um, and uh, man, what, what, a, what a back and forth. Patriots pull it off. You know, last second field goal to go up by to go up by three. The go ahead field goal was fucking awesome. How did I let you guys hijack this? And now I'm going to be the one getting angry comments about talking about sports ball on this well, magic. Podcast. In order for us, Sorry, to hi- nerd. In order for us to hijack this, Jerry, that means that that insinuates you had any control over this cast at all, right? <laughs> true. Like, <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> this is my podcast. Yeah, this is Brian. Yeah, what are you thinking, Jerry? <laughs> so rude. Everyone knows I'm a sports baller. <laughs> Well, it sounds like uh, the spinoff to uh, like an H- the HBO show with The Rock, <laughs> Sports Ballers. I watched that show. It is phenomenal. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's just uh, Entourage, but with sports. Exactly. It's like Silicon <laughs> Valley, but the opposite. Oh, my God. Is it in Entourage, Silicon Valley, and Ballers is all the same show with different casts? It's exactly what it is. They're all oh, like the why have formula. you pulled away the curtain? <laughs> I want to go back. They're all the same formula of like, here's a fire drill. Uh, so it's like two episodes of fire drill, one episode of fixing it, and then another fire drill, and then at the end of the season they put a bow tie on it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. I liked ball. I liked the first season of Ballers, but it's kind of I've kind of lost. Uh, it's not. It's kind of soured on me a little bit. I think the best part of Silicon Valley is Russ Hanneman, the guy that's based on Mark Cuban. <laughs> the this guy fucks. Like <laughs> yeah. he's perfect. <laughs> Oh, man, it really was a slow news week in the legacy meta, wasn't it? That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. Someone had to carry this uh, episode. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Any, Pat, have you, are you sleeving up a legacy deck anytime soon? What, yeah, so uh, there's a TJ's event this weekend that I was going to go to. It's it's going to be, a, I think it's a 2K um, at the DCU Center. I'm considering yep. going. because no, it's, like it's, a, it's a 1K, Pat. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm considering going. It's like 20 minutes from my house. It's a modern event, right? I, well, the there's main... a modern event, but there's also a legacy event the same day. Yeah, okay. le- legacy 1K on the same day. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go to the gym instead, though. So, um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'll probably play some some uh, some leagues this week. I'll probably stream. Like last week was insane between work and school um, and just some uh, family commitments. I've just been running myself ragged. Like I got literally four hours of sleep last night, but it looks like this week I have a couple extra days off, so which is nice. I have a, like, an actual weekend, so I'm excited for that. Um, In general, I think the next few weeks there's very few things going on with Legacy. Yeah. So there's GP New Jersey, which is standard, and then the weekend after that is GP Atlanta, which is a modern GP, mm-hmm. and then a couple weeks later is your event. But for about a month almost exactly a month there's not a whole lot of legacy other than like challenges going on right out well i mean we're also getting into the holidays and stores don't want to run events on holidays like people got enough stuff going on uh with uh, everything you know between uh i think it also it's tougher for traveling yeah driving through like north the northeast with 
you know, five feet of snow. Yeah. That and also like plane tickets are super expensive. So players are less likely to fly to big events. That's fair. I didn't consider that. Um, but yeah, we got, uh, we got some slow days. So, uh, I think we're in the next couple of weeks. We're going to, we're going to dive in, do some like theory episodes, Pat. Yeah. Pat, you wanted to do a, a fun episode for yeah. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a, uh, our top 10, uh, well, top 10 graveyard decks. Top 10 I decks. I will not that, be on that no, episode. Okay. You're, it's going to be our top 10 decks that use the graveyard. Top 10 decks that use the graveyard. All uh-huh, right. Uh-huh, Themed uh-huh. episode. <laughs> <laughs> just like Jared, do you mind singing to close this out again yeah just just like the uh just like the all the holiday parties around now with like themed parties uh <laughs> we're gonna do some themed episodes and try and not to jump the shark uh, who am i kidding we jumped the shark a long time it ago. was either that or we're gonna sing the monster mash so <laughs> yeah, <it's your> <laughs> that would definitely be jumping the shark uh speaking of themed parties though i just got invited to a sandwich party because it's international sandwich day on november 3rd so it's a yeah, jerry all right, I'm going to tell you one thing real quick. I will let you go on with your story. If you turn this into a joke about hot dogs, I will come to your house and murder you, just so you know. All right, so I got invited to this to this uh, sandwich party, and the theme is you have to dress up as uh, your favorite sandwich and bring sandwiches. So I am going to be bringing hot dogs to this event. You motherfucker. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something stupid like that. I fucking knew it. Didn't Ruth Bader Ginsburg give a final verdict on it? <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm pretty sure she did. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, it's uh, it, it's true. A hot dog is a sandwich. People just get over it. <laughs> um, that's actually kind of a cool party. Yeah, I've never been to a sandwich party before, so we'll see how it goes. I hope it's actually a sex party. You know, <laughs> That's what I was actually thinking. I'm like, when I say it out loud, a sandwich party sounds like like a weird sex thing. Yeah, or an <laughs> like, awesome. I mean, or, like or a, awesome key, a keys party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd, I'd be down for a sandwich party. Depends who's making up the sandwich. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like everyone has sex, and then we have sandwiches afterwards. Like Ooh, I'm, act- I'm actually that sounds great. Yeah, that actually sounds awesome. I'm, I would sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> That's a uh, Boston party. Huh? <laughs> yep. That's what we do. Get ready. <laughs> uh, I might skip your. Event. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Fair. Fair play. Fair play. Oh yeah. Before the cast, we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about the gaming for gains. Uh, speaking of the, the tournament, we were talking about the gaming for gains uh, charity event. And Brian's like, "Are you guys like just trying to lose money on this on your Leaving Legacy Open?" And Jerry and I are like. Oh, we don't make any money on the Leaving Legacy Open. We just do it for the fun. We do it for the store. It's already a, a loss leader. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. We're just donating money. I can't believe point. that. You guys should be monetizing. Eh, and we're not here to make money. You, you have like uh, 1,700 fans in your group. Make that dollar-to-dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> Blimp biscuit. So for us, I think we I think we prioritize. I mean, I know, I know in, all, in all seriousness... Jerry and I, we really try to prioritize our community over the uh, over like pocketing any money. So like we, you know, all the proceeds obviously like get most of it gets paid out, and then the rest goes to Michelle, who's the TO. It helps keep gaming et cetera running, and yeah, she's pay, done pay so much for our local community. I'm I'm down for donating a day of our time and some of our resources to uh to help. I thought we were buying Jerry plugs with that money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need hair. I bald is beautiful. <laughs> I like Jerry's. I like Jerry's bald head. It looks good. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, you got it. You're rocking it. Some some people can pull it off, Jerry. You're one of those men. Yeah, I'm. I'm thankful I don't have like a weird shaped head. 
I mean, you have a weird shaped head, but you pull it off fine. So. <laughs> it's has character. About that now, <laughs> it has character. Don't definitely when we're on stream in front of hundreds of people. Don't think about your weirdly shaped head. So, go, uh, your upcoming event. Have you guys announced what prizes you're going to be giving away? Slash, what are you two doing on uh, stream? So we have, uh, well, that big headhunter prize. We're still in the works, and that we actually should talk to Tom oh, yeah. and figure out. Exactly. And by in the works, we uh, we've been slacking on it, but it's going to happen. Yeah. We, yeah. Just gotta, <laughs> we actually just have to finalize it. Yeah, we uh, yeah we we'll talked to Tom about that. Um, we will get the details on that uh, soon. Um, yeah, because we're like only a month out, Jerry. Huh? Today's the fifteenth. Yeah, we are a month out. I guess run down the prize structure. Uh, I got to see the trophy last week. Oh yeah, yeah. that's very nice. Gonna be really cool, Jerry. Do you get? Did you get that in yet? By the way, uh, no, the trophy is not finished yet. Um, I believe all the parts have arrived. They just need to assemble it because oh, it is melt a down the, melt down the brass and and uh, yeah, yeah. I can't believe they made a mold of Jerry's head. <laughs> It is a custom trophy. It is not a bust of my head, though. <laughs> that would be dope. It should be. I actually think the trophies are going to look super cool. Uh, yeah. I'm really pleased with the idea. We got custom trophies made, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. People are going to yeah. like it. Agreed. And if they don't, uh, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they don't get they the trophy. They won't come to the Leaving a Legacy Open 17. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Leaving a Legacy opens number 17, we will do a bust of my head for the trophy. <laughs> Mark my words. How many of these are you guys planning on doing a year? Just two? I think, yeah. we, I think ideally we'd like to do f- up to four, but we uh, the last one we did was six months ago, so... Yeah, I think, how, I think we want to shoot for out. four, and we'll realistically end up with three a year, yeah. and ideally we'll get up to four eventually. Yeah. Because um, it is just kind I mean, of a ton of work you know, for everyone involved. It's kind of crazy to think that the last one was six months I know, ago. Right? That means Death Earth's been gone for six months. So uh, there's a bunch of questions in the group that, in like the actual Facebook group that we never oh, got do we to. Do, I don't do know we do you... questions for them too? Let's talk about, let's do those real quick. We got time. That, that's what I asked. <laughs> I, that's well, what I, I asked. Thought yeah. should... I'm sorry. I thought it was only on Discord. That's my my mistake. No. Man. All right. So... Wow. Justin, you're you're getting a tip this week. This, well, no, you, just, we'll just put it in now. People don't care. They love they love <laughs> listening to us yammer on. All right. I think, that, I mean, I think they do. I mean, imagine if I'm wrong and people just stop listening. <laughs> oh, man. That would be, that would suck. Please don't uh, do that, people. What are, I figure most people have shut off the podcast by this time in the show anyways. Yeah, I'm always surprised that people actually listen to this podcast, to be quite honest with you. It always, it's shocking to me. I'm like, oh, I really like the show. It's like, do you like the show? Who hurt you as a child? Well, I see that Matthew Hackbert was a big fan of our last episode. <laughs> okay. Um, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Ewald asks, which part of your deck is a crutch? Main deck or sideboard? <laughs> <laughs> uh marcus uh, well i think that there's a crutch in both the main deck and the sideboard it's empty the warrens <laughs> uh okay yeah i mean that's all we really need to know <laughs> uh yeah. phil oh this is actually an interesting one uh phil asks who's winning the world series how is that Astros. interesting so uh because we were just talking about that- it a minute ago yeah. So the National League this year, I don't think there was a single team that was as good as uh, the Red Sox, the Astros, or even the Yankees. And it's tough for me to say that, but in general, I don't think the Brewers are even close to as good as the other teams. Their starting pitching is just really bad. Fair enough. Um, shit, I lost my page. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, let's see. There was a couple comments about people thought Griffin McElroy was going to be a guest. Then someone asked if Gavin was going to be a guest. Bob Howe asks, uh, why is Goblins the greatest deck ever? 
uh, like Grixis combo goblins or like mono red attack you guys. Hey, I'm, I'm just reading the car. I'm reading the, uh, reading the what question. Is, what is Grixis well, combo uh, gut goblins? So if you're interested in Grixis goblins, I recommend going to blackbelcher.com. This is a real website. <laughs> uh, you'll see the coolest Grixis goblins list on the internet. Um, the mono red goblins deck. It's not that great. Uh, it's probably just worse than TES, but you know, no big deal. <laughs> What's not worse than TES, right? <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of decks like miracles. Please is really good. explain Grix's goblins, though. Uh, go to blackbelcher.com. Oh my god, our listeners are going to be driving, and they're not going to want to do that. He's telling I'm, you to go to that, Jerry. I'm you doing it, are going I'm to doing that. it for the people. I don't want to look. <laughs> Am I going to show up on like a list searching Black Belcher? Like, I, I hope you do. <laughs> I hope it's just a porn site. All right, next question. Okay, next question. Um, playing against Ant or Tes. What should your opponents be targeting with discard slash surgical effects? Should it be different between the decks? That's an interesting question. So against Ant, you want to hit their Infernal Tutors because the deck actually has very few ways of like finding what it wants in order to win. So a typical line is like Infernal Tutor for Pass and Flames, play it all back, mm-hmm. uh, and then grab your Tendrils. Against Ant, if you remove... Uh, the tutor from the equation, they have to cantrip. They have about 10 cantrips in their deck. They have to naturally find their tendrils unless they find like a one of dark petition. So they have like one petition and then 10 cantrips, which means they need a ton of blue mana. And now you've bottlenecked them on mana and resources. So like it's highly effective there. Against TES, there's eight tutors, so that's not as good. So the best advice I can give you is if you hit Burning Wish, uh, TS has to win with empty, which gives you another turn to possibly come back. Okay. Um, what's your record versus Honorog? This is asked by, of course, Honorog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I am four, five, and one against Senor Das. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best way to get a? <laughs> Hold on, Callum asks, "What is the best way to get a goddamn? And can I have one?" So. Uh, I met Callum earlier in this year at GP Birmingham, and we got uh, a little sloppy drunk together, <laughs> and his impression of Americans is, <clears throat> can I get a goddamn hell yeah? <laughs> and uh, that's how he thinks all Americans sound. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> it's like they're all Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I approve. I like this. <laughs> and then you just crack a couple beers together and uh, go to town. Um... <laughs> Uh, Marcus asks, uh, how do you prioritize Excellent. speed in the different matchups, depending on the game state, sideboard, etc.? At which point is Chromox a good card? Uh, TheEpicStorm.com. Cool. Um, <laughs> Marcus Monklind asks, talk me through your aesthetics in your deck. What made you choose j- j- uh, Japanese foil and signatures? Do you have first printing and foil always? Are you done or a few, <laughs> a few gems to go? Uh, when I was very, very young and just getting into Magic, all the best players in my era used Japanese cards, and I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be a good player, so I got into Japanese cards that way. And then I found out that they're a much smaller print run, which makes them more desirable and they're worth more money. So being a young person without money, that was kind of difficult. So each Japanese foil card that I got meant a lot to me because I didn't come from a super wealthy mm-hmm. family. So. Uh, it was a lot of hard work and dedication and tournament winnings in order to build my deck. So, 
That's awesome. So it's kind yeah. of been like a little bit of a journey for you then, putting it all together. It has. And uh, I tried to do original printings for everything. Some cards that I don't care about, uh, I don't go out of my way, like original surgicals, because I don't play it very often. So I have Modern Masters surgicals, but for the most part, it's original printing. And a uh, huge baseball fan, as many people know. So in baseball, like signed balls are like a pretty cool mm-hmm. thing. So signed magic cards, very similar. Awesome. Um, will uh, Michael Clifford asks, will bonus round put TES up as the best deck? Oh, Cliffy. <laughs> uh, he top 16 to challenge a couple weeks ago uh, playing the Ruby Storm mm-hmm. deck. Uh, I don't think it's good in a deck like TES because you're playing so many artifacts and not instants and sorceries. So, like, it's uniquely effective in the Ruby Storm deck. And I think that deck is, like, sort of a meme. Like, I'd expect Jerry to play it. Um, can I actually just talk about Ruby Storm for a second? Um, I need to stop looking at deck lists when drunk because oh, on, like, Wednesday, uh, like, uh, last week, I started getting envelopes in the mail where I didn't remember ordering these until I checked my credit card statement. But uh, I received uh, 52 copies of Bonus Round in the mail. Jeez. <laughs> you sound like you're a winner. <laughs> uh, I, mean, Bonus. I mean, it only cost me, like, $25, so, like, shipping included. So, I mean, I guess... I mean, that's actually really a pretty good spec. Like, I will give you the $25 for 50 bonus. Yeah, rounds. like, I mean, if anything happens with it, like, also those from Battle Bonds, and Battle Bond cards uh, had a really low print run. But, I mean, go drunk me. It was probably a really dumb drunk decision. But, hey, Cliffy, keep putting up results and uh, make this uh, drunk investment pay off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a solid uh, spec. Hey, while you're at it, can you please make me some money on all these Bloodwater entities that I have? <laughs> no, I don't even know what that card does. Good luck. That, that card's an uncommon. Like, it is. No, no, yeah, it's an uncommon. And then I also got some Charter Courses here. Charter Course is great. And I have a, a small stack of Bomat Couriers. I have like a dozen. So uh, Bomat Courier for like an entire day was like $3.50. And I'm pretty sure it's gone straight back down. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, pay, I didn't pay that much for them. I paid very little for them. Um, But yeah, make me some money on that. That's a bit, that'd be cool. Uh, all right, let's see. What's our next question here? Um, do, 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 do. How many Mets hats do you cycle through to get lucky to get the lucky one? Asks Nick Baker. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't actually bought a new Mets hat other than my lucky one since the Mets World Series run in 2015. So I'd say like over the last like 10 years, I've probably had like eight hats. Mm-hmm. Um. My lucky hat's pretty cool, though, because it's the 2017 All-Star Game hat. So uh, it's got, like, the Florida Marlins underneath. It's got, like, a floral pattern with a Marlin on it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve, we kind of talked about this last week, but Steve Slocum asks, why did you play Dredge in the finals? Steve Slocum is a local to me. Uh, but we've sort of already answered that. Yeah. Um, Jasper Gardner-Birch. Uh, the man. Unmoored ego. How bad does it feel for Ant, and is it fair? Uh, is it a fair magic card, or is it... I guess, is it a fair magic card? So, I think that comes from, like, the strong groups. People were complaining about Ant just conceding to the card. Like, if you're playing Grixis Control and you play Unmoored ego and just remove your opponent's tendrils, they can't win. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, very similar to playing a card like Extract except it gets around your opponent having two copies of Tundrals. Sure. Uh, I don't think the card is super good, but people like meme cards, so like it's very similar <laughs> to like Sadistic Sacrament. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Bob and Kalen were know. all I guess over it, that card, and I didn't really see it at first, and then I came around, but I still don't think it's as good as people are making it out to be. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Lost Legacy, right? Yeah, I mean, we, or, we talked about on a previous episode why it's better than Lost Legacy, but it's still, I don't think it's, like, it's still a three-mana card. Yeah. I just think there's better things you could be doing for three-mana. Yeah, like casting show and tell. Mm, I'd rather cast on more Niga. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> Uh, he also asks is, Steer a to- uh, is Storm a tier one deck slash how no. does okay <laughs> how does Storm need to evolve to continue to be a tier one deck given the continuous printing of hate? So I we talked about this in the Storm groups a lot, and it's that online Storm is overrepresented because like if you look at the leagues, there's probably I don't know uh, like a hundred hundred and fifty active users. But out of those people, like 15 of them are like dedicated Storm players mm-hmm. and play all the time. Where in real life, if you go to a large event, Storm is like maybe two and a half, three percent of the meta on like a good weekend because Storm isn't an easy deck to play. Mm. So it just happens that like all of the better Storm players happen to play online in order to grind out like reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's like a to actually get around to answering the question though is like what would storm have to do to be a tier one deck and it's uh like this isn't me pitching the epic storm this is like i truly believe that this is like an issue with ant and it's that right now cards are so effective and so powerful where if you want to combo off on turn four with like a single duress backup or thought seize backup you're too slow mm-hmm. Because by then, Miracles has had enough time to find Counterbalance or multiple Fluster Storms or Force Force Fluster Storm or Snap Fluster Storm. And you're just so far behind. And Or if you're playing against Grixis Control, they have like Thought Sees You, Snap Him, or something along those lines. And if Ant wants to be effective, I think they need to quit arguing things like two petition versus two past in flames, like some menial number. Um, like those are really slow, low percentage changes mm-hmm. where instead they should try to become faster. And I'm not saying they need to play TES, but you're, something in order to speed up the deck would actually help that deck. A you're lot. saying they need to, sp- they need to play Ruby storm. Everyone needs to play Ruby storm and buy, sure. Uh, buy your bonus, yeah, rounds, buy your yes. bonus rounds. That's what you're saying. But I do think ant would be a better deck if it's sped up a little bit. Hmm. Good and in, good info. Um, let's see. If you were, oh, this is from our friend Julian. If you were a speedrunner, which game would you run and why? I'm not really a video game guy. Yeah. Like I played all the Final Fantasy games when I was a younger person. I played like seven through ten, and then twelve, and then I quit video games. Hmm. So uh, my favorite though was Final Fantasy ten. Great game. Uh, so probably that. Uh, Ross McGee asks, what are the best sideboard cards in each color versus TES? I imagine that's on your website. Uh, Biorhythm, Chroma's Vengeance, uh, Insurrection, Upheaval, and Plaguewind. Okay. Wow. (laughs) All from a very similar era of magic, it felt like. So surprising. (laughs) Uh, Obliterate was another good one. Good. Good. Leave TES with zero permanence. Uh, Scott Monroe asks, could you provide some examples of empty the Warren's math versus certain matchups or possibly opening hand percentages? Uh, so I would recommend taking a look at my spreadsheet. You can find that on the epicstorm.com and it's over off to the right. Or you could also go to blackbelcher.com and it's also on the right. Stop trying to get people to go to your weird site. The like I, I, I searched black belcher and I don't know what I saw. I don't know if I liked it. 
Why doesn't Parker have a press pass for the Mets from Neil? Uh, I think that's in reference to my Facebook cover photo. He probably should. Hmm. I mean, he's a photographer, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Well, uh, but also DC is better than Marvel. Someone just saying. That is a crazy, that is an insane statement. Um, <laughs> Name a better superhero than Batman. Christopher Ward, uh, he asks a similar question about why did you choose Dredge for the LPL? Um, Vic Coleman wants to know, do you say ASAP or ASAP? ASAP, I'm not a heathen. <laughs> uh, and follow up, when did Brian Gottlieb take interest in Legacy? I don't know. Okay. I think that's because of uh, I let it off with like your favorite podcast host of course of those course. jokes weren't that funny yeah like, there was like some magic asked, players think they're a lot funnier than they actually are man, oh man you are not you are not telling me something i don't already know my friend uh we had very dry sense of humor so like we used I to have know. a joke game we used to have a joke game and it was terrible <laughs> it every was week wonderful want to kill myself <laughs> and joke, stop recording this podcast the joke game was great <laughs> yeah i'm not familiar with the joke it, game. You, you know what i'm gonna spare you because you don't need you don't want to know about it no i'm interested we had uh, we had so listeners support we, submit no, jokes we had to a thread, thread that everyone would put their favorite joke in the comments, and uh, we'd roll a d20 every week, and we'd read the joke on uh, for the last... So this was, like, before you did the Play Us Out thing? Uh, this was after we did the Play Us Out with Something Sweet, because it ended up becoming a real burden to find the song on YouTube, and then uh, rip the song off YouTube, then convert it to an MP3, and blah, yada, 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 yada. Um, so we I did get that. I teach you how to pirate. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like. No, that. Pat. Do Pat that knew stuff. how to do it. He was just he didn't want to do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was a lot of there was a lot of songs that like as as time went on, like the first like the first year or two, it was easy, and then as time went on, I'd, I'd run into a bunch of copyright issues where you couldn't rip the music off of YouTube. It was a, a pain in the butt. So, all right. Well, uh, since we're talking about music, I'm going to give a recommendation. Oh, I like. There's it. a small band from LA that I've been super into the last couple months. They're called Spanish Love Songs. They recently had an album come out, come out called Schmaltz. Uh, it is very, very good. Uh, the singer looks like Cyrus's older brother, so everyone can appreciate that. <laughs> the Leaving a Legacy I think intern. Very few people There's can your appreciate shout out. that, actually. <laughs> it's great. Uh, the guy sings about a lot of real shit, and it's pretty good. Cool. All right. Uh, Chris Glade asks Are you now a Master Miracles player or Dredge player since the LPL? Uh, I'm probably the world's greatest miracles player. I mean, I beat elves twice. I mean, what else is there? All right, there you go. Uh, and one last one. Sugar Time Null asks, what's your favorite terrible legacy deck besides TES? Daggers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've played a lot of legacy decks in the past. I have like a soft spot for Southwood Breakfast. I don't know if that deck like is good or anything, but it was certainly a lot of fun to play. Hmm. All right. Well, we got through all those. Yeah, there was more of those than I remembered. Yeah, your um, beard's longer than I remember. <laughs> um, all right, I think that pretty much wraps us up here. No, we gotta do all the right, raffle. Now can we get Jerry to sing? Raffle. Um, but we do have the. <laughs> we gotta do our raffle, Jerry. I'm now that I have the webcam and I'm looking at you. I'm disappointed that it's not like an actual air horn. Like I always knew it was just an app pat, but uh, you know, the magic of the magic was alive. And I, I just saw you take out your cheap, cheap phone and just press a button. I mean, it is an iPhone. It's pretty expensive. This isn't like the, the I'm, most expensive air I, horn. I'm talking have. about the soul. I'm talking about the soul here, the cheap soul. <sighs> but anyway, what's our, what's our total number? We have to, we have to do here. We got an even 300. Exactly. Oh, 300. Yeah, exactly. 300. Okay. Thanks for keeping things even guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's generate let's generate a random number here. We're going to go between 1 and 300. 
And here we go. Ooh, Jerry, you don't have to... This is... Six. That seems like a pretty low number. Jeez, really? Three hundred. Yeah. I mean, they all have the equal equal odds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true, but like, I don't know. It seems like, uh, I don't know. It seems nice. It's convenient. All right, nice. All right. Cool. Uh, well, Rich Nam, thanks so much. Hell yeah. Uh, Rich is actually a carryover. Special thanks to Rich. Um, he was the technically first person in this uh, raffle because he just bought spots to the last raffle after it ended. Even <laughs> even at like before we knew we were doing another raffle and he was just like he he sent in the money I'm like oh we already pulled he's like oh that's fine just if you do another throw my name in but if not it's look at that look so, at that see hey good things happen so congrats hell rich. yeah hell yeah yeah rich thanks so much uh Jer- get your information to jerry or he'll reach out to you i don't know how jerry's been handling that but he'll ship that out to you um awesome all right well uh let's see before we get out of here um bryant do you have any scoops this week? Scoops in the top eight? No. Perfect. Uh, zero scoops, only poops. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, who are your poops this week? <laughs> they both go to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> two poops? I'm going to double like poop on Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, how about you? Any scoops? Yeah, I got scoops and poops this week. All right. Make it fast. We're running along. Uh, I'm giving my scoops to Dark Dark Crylist. Too slow. All right. Uh, moving on. Jazzy Mimic. <laughs> that, was, that was some sweet tech. I'm definitely going to implement that. Going to try and find some space. Thanks for that. And my poops are to Cyrus uh, for pooping on Legacy. Cyrus, Cyrus, you're just burnt out, man. I love you, but you're you're just burnt out. You got to take a breather. You can't be doing leagues every single night, multiple leagues a night, and, and not get tired of something. So uh, poops on Cyrus. Come back and see the light. Mm. okay um let's see i have some scoops i have some scoops for all of our newest patrons uh we've had a ton of new patrons lately so i'm just gonna shout you guys out real quick uh adam blaylock thank you so much for joining the patreon family tristan may shark thank you for joining our patreon family chris puccina thank you very much and let's see finally chris glade thank you for joining uh the patreon page please check out the link on the page for your uh, access into our discord chat that's where you can find Jerry and I. We hang out there pretty much all day, every day. You can get to us really easily. It's a little easier than trying to get us to us on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, and uh, you can talk to us there and submit your show questions and show ideas and all that stuff. And uh, we have deck lists on there. We have a meme chat. It's a lot of good fun. So we thank you guys for that. Um, and uh, I have – I don't think I have any poops today. No, because my dog's downstairs. He's not stinking up the, t- the room today. So uh, no, no poops. Um, but we do have the LAL Open coming up uh, November 17th, just over a month away. Remember, doors are at 11 a.m., player meeting at noon. It's going to be 40 bucks. It's a guaranteed true 2K. We are uh, we have a trophy made for the event. It's going to be awesome, and uh, uh, it's going to be great. So uh, I don't think we're doing pre-register, but you'll be able to show up to the event and uh, just have a really good time with us. Uh, I think we might do pre-register at least. Okay. Cardboard oh, that's right. Yeah, I think we're talk- working on that with Wilson. So, yeah, so we'll have that, of course. Um we will also be uh, uh, streaming it uh, for, for the entire day, which will be a lot of fun. Jerry and I in the booth, along with Wilson from the Brainstorm Show. Uh, I believe Bryant will be playing in the event, so that'll be fun to watch him play on camera as well. Uh, it should just be a, a really good time. And if you haven't been to at Gaming Etc., it's an awesome store. Uh, it's it's just it's it's super accessible. It's really clean. It's very friendly, and uh, they have great singles and stuff. It's a great place to play. So uh, come on by and check it out in Acton, Massachusetts. Hell yeah! Don't let Bryant yep. win it two times in a row. Otherwise, we're gonna no, get accused, please don't. Get please accused don't. of fixing. Yeah, winner gets to come on the podcast five times. 
<laughs> Pat, although these two lied to me, they said that they would start naming my episodes after Star Wars movies. So this one should be Attack of the Clones, and the last one was not. Oh no, no, I forgot. I actually forgot about that. I will go back. I'll have to fix it. Well, we'll we'll, we'll make that we'll rename that last episode revisionist yeah <laughs> revenge of the Sith. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh pat i'm also i'm gonna give you some laxatives to uh get slip bryant before he falls asleep uh so that he he is not on his a game when he comes through the tournament <laughs> well i mean the night before the last one we ate burritos so boston burritos is what i want for dinner <laughs> well you're gonna have to get it from pat this time <laughs> oh boy yeah I'll, well i'll right, make that we're going out for mexico no we're not going out i'm making you i'm gonna make you something you're gonna make me burritos uh, i'm not gonna make you burritos why would i make you trash food like that i'll make you something, <laughs> something, something good. well i won last time eating burritos <laughs> well what if what if you won this time eating something good like wouldn't you be more happy that way <laughs> burritos are my favorite food you're just insane. Yeah, wait you burritos are your fa- out of all the food in the world burritos are your favorite burritos are my all-time favorite food oh, you poor man but uh, have you never had a good burrito? I mean, I've had good burritos, but they they are not even on my top twenty five favorite foods. Wow, that is a burrito. I feel like pizza is super overrated. I love pizza, but like people are always like, "What's your favorite food?" It's pizza. Like, what are you a five year old in elementary <laughs> school? Like, what do you also like? Fucking chicken, like chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. Burrito is the perfect vehicle for eating food. Like, you can have a breakfast burrito. You can exactly. Like, I had breakfast burritos this morning, actually. Except when they get soggy and fall apart, and also like it's just that like just a means you're. Tortilla wrapped bad, around your food. So you can have burritos in the morning. Like flour you tortillas burritos are burritos in the evening. Flour tortillas aren't that good to begin with. Supper time. Tortillas aren't that good to begin with. Like, does no one want to talk about this? Can we say the proper name? It's tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> tortilla for my armadillo. Oh boy! All right. Well, before we go too far off track, uh, of course, you can find Jerry at JME three RD on Twitter. You can find me at Pat Uglo. You can find uh, Bryant at the Epic Storm. MTG the Shit, Epic Storm. I got it right last or week. Or blackbelcher.com. At MTG the Epic Storm. Um, you can find the stream, twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. Patreon is patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Find us on hipsters. Find us on Facebook. Join the group and uh, send us uh, le- deck picks and dick picks. Leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And of course, special thanks to Justin Lutz, our audio technician, who I can never pronounce his last name right. Um, and he, he castrates me uh, via email every week and makes me feel really small <laughs> and bad about myself. <laughs> that's just me, in pers- that's just me impersonating him. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Brian, thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, and uh, we'll catch you guys all next week. Hell yeah. Come on down to Brunton Never a sacred to plan Daylight was lost to Jen All right, Jerry, start singing finally. It's the final countdown. Oh, it's so like. Why are, you, why are you so like breathy when you sing, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> why are, you, are you trying to? Are you trying to like blow up a balloon at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm, I'm sultry, man. Do you have, no, it sounds like you have asthma. <laughs> He's eating a burrito. I'm eating, yeah, it's a real spicy burrito. <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned for your health, Jerry. You're gonna see this balloon that's just full Listen, of man, like some some people <laughs> some people are like chinners and they, they're like nickelback and creed and some people are uh breathy, like uh you know, like uh Would you call them chinners? Yeah, chinners. I've never heard that term before. Is that for like open? Yeah, because the way you imitate is you just like the really throaty yeah, because the because the way you imitate it is you just tuck your chin into your chest and and sing. Yeah, and that's, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, can, so you, can you take me higher? Yeah, to a place? 
Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. sounds good.